Your top stories on Bits this hour. Results from the fifth round of the FA Cup. Proteas claim series win against Australia. Bulls named their matchday squad to take on the Highlanders. The Blitzbox settle in in cold Vancouver. And the build-up towards the new F1 season continues. Conditions below 10 degrees Celsius greeted the Blitzbox in Vancouver, Canada as they continued preparations for the next round in the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series. Following their come-from-behind victory over Fiji in the final of the Los Angeles tournament, the box are now just four points behind long leaders New Zealand in the race for the title. It's quite cold. It's my first time. It's an amazing place to be at, but just the coldness is just killing me right here because I don't know what is happening, but it's really cold, but it's also really nice to be here, and I'm happy to be here with the team. The Blitzbox have been drawn in Pool A for the Vancouver tournament alongside England, Argentina and Japan. And despite their win in Los Angeles a week ago, it's constantly looking for ways to improve. Last weekend we were very fortunate, very happy to get that victory, but it wasn't perfect. I think now after looking at the games, we were at times very, very fortunate and very lucky. And, you know, guys did work hard, but it wasn't perfect, like I said. So there's a lot of work to be done. I think most important for us to stay grounded and stay keep stay working hard and, and, and keeping to our system and, and keep trying to perfect that system and, and then hopefully have a good weekend this this one. Don't miss the Vancouver Sevens with the Blitzbox taking on the likes of Japan and Argentina while Kenya face New Zealand and Ireland. Catch the action live on your World of Champions. Six-time Formula One world champion Lewis Hamilton has a lot on his mind ahead of the start of yet another campaign where he'll look to defend what is his. In one of his most open interviews to date, he tells of his battle to change attitudes towards sustainability in the sport and how he wants to use his pretty big voice to be a solution, not part of the world's environmental problem. I've been starting to make big changes for the last couple of years, but it was having to re-educate myself and, and open my eyes to um, that the stories, the documentaries that are out there, the f actual facts that are out there, and try and figure out how I can become a part of the solution rather than the the actual issue and so that's why I've been trying, trying to change and then being within this industry trying to really dig deep and push uh, to, for change within the industry from inside out has been kind of is my goal so when people right now are like well, what's motivating you I'm like well I'm I've got a pretty big voice within this this industry and I could be a, a real force for change so that's that's kind of an inspiring role and um, and that's really what I'm pushing towards. In a deep and wide-ranging conversation, Hamilton also urged people to see how they could have a positive impact on the planet while discussing his Tommy Lewis range. And when asked about the Australian bushfires, he urged F1 to do more to create a legacy within communities. You know, at the moment we come to a city and, or to a town or country and we put on this great event which creates a lot of hype and then we leave. We don't leave anything, any, any type of legacy, there's nothing... Uh, nothing being done for schools, there's nothing being done for communities and so, you know, I mean that's not my job to tell Formula 1 what to do but that is something they could get involved in really having a long-lasting effect within the cities and within the countries. March 15 meanwhile is race day one of the 2020 campaign and the champion says Mercedes still have a few gremlins to try and deal with 
but they are ready ahead of the season opener in Australia as F1 embarks on its landmark 70th season. To be honest, right now, um, there's a lot of data that we have less testing, so there's a lot of work that's gone into training, really compressing the amount of data we have, and so we have to be even more efficient than we were last year. But I think, I think we're the best prepared we can be. I think we've still got some small nigglets that, uh, and small gremlins that we're working on. Uh, the guys back in the factory are working on right now to make sure we're ready for next week, but we're as best prepared as we can be. We got a lot of mileage done, and um, personally, I feel, I feel ready. So. The start of the 2020 Formula One season is inching ever closer. The Australian Grand Prix is first on the agenda, and all of the action is live on your World of Champions Supersport. Give you the freedom to play any tournament in the in the world, and it gets you into the World Golf Champion events, gets you into the majors. It gives you such a freedom of play of planning the, the whole year, and then playing for big big trophies. I think 2017 was a bit of a down year. Uh, didn't play all that great, not very consistent at all. Um, a long little sit down with myself and kind of identified that um, the top 10, top 20 golfers in the world are uh, are consistent. I was, uh, I was always a very aggressive golfer, um, hit or miss, so to speak. Try to tone that down, try to put myself in play a bit more, um, play to my strengths. There was a lot of good results and uh, I made a good bit of money and it just kept on pushing me up um, through, the, through the rankings world, worldwide. And I mean, ultimately my, my Asian Tour performance uh, got me a backdoor into, into the European Tour. I backed it up with a couple good ones in the desert, in Dubai and, and Saudi Arabia and then uh, came over and, and won in Qatar. That obviously pushed me up to where everyone started talking about uh, Masters invites and top 50 in the world. This is a strange game. Eh? You think you're on top of the world and you're playing great and it's one that you never really ever seem like you've got complete control of. Um, it's just a matter of really trying to just play your best on the day, I guess. The Education City Golf Club in Doha will host the Commercial Bank Qatar Masters and all the action is live on Supersport. The next item on the agenda in the PGA Tour is the Arnold Palmer Invitational. There's a two-way tie at the top of the leaderboard after the third round of the Sunshine Tour's qualifying school on Wednesday here at Houghton Golf Club. The vastly experienced PH McIntyre is in the hunt after a flawless 5-under-67. McIntyre first got his card back in 2008 and drew on all of his experience to register three birdies and an eagle, posting 15-under par. I started off with a birdie this morning and then just went dead a little bit. I think it's the nerves. Um, so to see your name on the board, you always want to chase, chase. But um, luckily I kept my patience and um, keep calm. And things started working um, on the end of the round. Yeah, started making an eagle and yeah, birdie and pawn the last. McIntyre, a two-time winner on tour, was joined on 15-under by his playing partner, Rupert Kaminsky. Despite getting his card for the first time last season, he finished 161st on the order of merit, meaning a return to Houghton. The lessons that he's learnt are standing him in good stead, though, with rounds of 68, 64 and 69. This is my fifth or sixth Q school around the world, so um, I'm definitely learning every, every time I play. and. Um, the sunshine tour season also has taught me a lot. Um, 
like just it, it, it forces you to be mentally strong um, and yeah I'm, I'm just building off that and learning everything I can. The low round of the day belonged to Tristan Stradorm. Despite dropping a shot he reeled off 11 birdies signing for a 10 under par 62. That was four better than anyone else on the day. After rounds of 69, 72 and 62 he's tied third on 13 under par. It was a tale of uh... Two days yesterday I played exactly the same golf, I just didn't hold any putts and then today everything went in. So very pleased about my round and uh, happy with my position. Luke Brown, Byron Kutsia and Brooklyn Bailey are in a share of fourth place on 12 under. The top 25 and ties after Thursday's final round get their cards for the 2020-2021 Sunshine Tour season. For many, the Olympic Games is the pinnacle, but to shine on sport's greatest stage is the ultimate achievement. Caster Semenya and Lawrence Britton, who are targeting more success this year, proudly remember Rio 2016. Yeah, it was a, a crazy feeling, but of course um, something that you know you're used to doing. Uh, obviously, you know, when you are running in the circuits, Diamond League circuits, you come across, you know, same, you know, uh, opponents, which is, uh, it makes it uh, easier for you, you know, to, to run in competition. It's everyone, you know, goal. That's the biggest, I think, the last, you know, <laughs> channel, if I may say, uh, in, in terms of each and every sporting coach, because each and every one, they wish, you know, they could win Olympic, you know, medal, so they can rest a little bit. But for me, I think it was just more than that, because it's all about making history, it's all about record-breaking, you know, uh, being able to repeat that, uh, it was a blessing. Yeah, it was so emotional. I think even just being on that start line, I didn't believe that that I would be able to make it there at, at some point. So just being on the start line for me, I remember thinking, sure, I can't believe how this has turned out so well. And then, yeah, just having the uh, great race down the track and, and coming away with that silver medal. And I think it's yeah, so important for myself and so important for South Africa and the team and rowing, as you say. So it was just really, really awesome to to be out there chasing my dream, you know, and not... Uh, not not sitting back home in the chemo ward and, and just getting there and, and doing such a, such a cool, having such a cool experience. The two, along with 1996 marathon champion Josiah Togwani, were named as Bridgestone ambassadors for the Tokyo Olympics. So uh, for us and the way that we see it is that uh, Olympics is about pushing through obstacles. It's saying uh, whatever the obstacles that are there, I will push through and um, be successful in the end. But it's also just about the journey and not only about the medal uh, in the end. And so that's, that's essentially how we, we, we see the ambassadors representing uh, through their inspirational stories, inspiring others to say I will push through the obstacles in order to, to reach my dream. Britain, who, along with the now-retired Sean Keeling, crossed for silver in the men's pair four years ago. He will have a new partner in Tokyo and aims to go one place better if he is selected. Yeah, it's just about finding this combination that can click and that can that can do better than, than Rio. You know, chasing that gold medal is always the goal and, and I think uh, so far so good. And, you know, we got the eyes firmly set on the prize, but as I said, we got a lot of work still to do. I think the team will do great. We have great athletes. Uh, we have already seen some, they've already taken part. Um, it's just all about the mindset. Uh, we must just stay focused uh, so we can do better than, you know, previous Olympics. Uh, we are capable of doing anything. Um, yeah, also the team managers, they just, just have to, you know, support athletes in, in how they can because it's, it's about them. They need to give us a full support so we can perform. Without the support and then you get a poor results. So 
I think we, we are in the right track. The Tokyo 2020 Olympics draws ever closer. Be sure not to miss any of the action from the world's biggest sporting spectacle, live on Supersport. The main events for UFC 248 sees Nigeria's Israel Adesanya take on Cuban Yol Romero in a middleweight bout. And it comes your way live on Supersport, your world of champions.